Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Greg Kiefer, and today I have a special guest, Mr. Richard Barnett. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. So, Richard, today we're going to talk a little bit about supply chain planning and supply chain execution. I guess historically those have been kind of separate worlds. That's right. I mean, I started out in that planning world in the kind of late 90s. And, you know, it's almost a tale of two cities. You have this kind of culture ecosystem of practitioners, of software developers, optimization, OR experts, consultants. And they all wanted to work on the big, smart optimization problem, the application of the planning, the big brains and the operation. You know, everyone making what sometimes artificially might have been an optimal decision across a very complex supply chain. And then there was everyone else. And they weren't the brains. They were the arms. They were the execution engine. And that bias, particularly among a lot of key executives, still exists. And I think there's a broader conversation that we're still having around how do those worlds actually interoperate. Right. It's funny. When I first got into this industry and I'd go to like a Gartner conference, it was 98% planning, right. you know, and the amount of money and investment being made in that. Yet, what good is a plan if you can't execute it? Right. If you look back to the frameworks around Decide, Monitor, Act, if you think about closed loop frameworks for decision support that come out of, for example, Six Sigma best practices or statistical process control, other frameworks around quality management, for example, and total quality management that are related to supply chain, you'll see this need for monitor, see where exception occurs, make maybe a trade-off decision, right, around what's the optimal way to resolve that exception, execute that, and then monitor again, right? And you want this continuous cycle. Now, that's all well said and good, but in large, complex supply chain organizations, it's really hard to achieve that closed loop. And there was almost an overinvestment in the planning infrastructure and tools and processes, I would argue. But there's good reasons for that. That's the level of accountability. It's more controlled. You have usually a smaller team that's working on it. And executives can kind of look at reports or dashboards or reviews. It's much harder when you're trying to think about how do I monitor all the execution decisions that are happening hundreds of times a day maybe on a global basis, right, in my extended supply chain network. That's a harder problem. Fast forward to today. Yep. Are those two worlds coming together? They are. I mean, from a framework perspective, what we're seeing is an evolution in sales and operations planning, SNOP. You know, there's a lot of work. Companies are on journeys there. You're never really done. They're trying to get into both cadence. They're trying to understand roles, responsibilities that really bring in demand and supply and finance. Maybe look at trade-off decisions over a business horizon. But what's being introduced is this concept of network SNOP or SNOE which is sales and operations execution. And I think we're still immature in our thinking, our frameworks in this area. But what is the quote from, uh, is it from Patton that says that every great plan dies as soon as you step out on the battlefield? There's a pattern of both synchronization of planning and execution decisions across what horizon. And that's what's really important. At a recent Gardner event in Phoenix, Marco Pukala, who is one of the lead analysts for SNOP, did a very good talk around SNOE. And he really talked about a framework of where those worlds come together. And one of the biggest problems is, is if you know, you're okay from an annual planning, maybe over three years, and then you go into operational planning, right? Maybe looking at your three-week to up to 24-month view of your operational horizon. Somewhere, depending on your market space, your lead time for manufacturing, your customer order delivery time, et cetera, the world you're in, that execution horizon can be anywhere between one to two weeks, up to eight to nine weeks, even 13 weeks. And the problem is, is that if you have a monthly SNOP process, you're always out of sync. There's a level near the near term of that execution horizon that you're going to be chasing your tail if you don't figure out different ways to integrate. So one of his key points, and I agree with this, is focus the SNOP horizon on where you are free to plan and then understand very carefully 
how do you orchestrate within the execution horizon so that synergy comes together and the world's really leading companies in this area that really do this well is they set guardrails, if you will. They set some boundary conditions. They know what the service level trade-offs cost to serve are. They'll say, look, what I want to do is be able to manage to exceptions. I want to understand what those guardrails are, whether it's inventory, whether it's transportation mode, ocean versus air, for example. I've made some assumptions in my operating plan that's going to drive profitability and whether I'm going to make my commitments to my board. And and those are the key drivers that I need to control, but I can't over-engineer it. I can't assume that when I press a button and publish a plan that the world of thousands of other folks that are in my supply chain network are all going to be able to make and execute that plan precisely. For a lot of years, I used to have a joke. If you walked into the headquarters of a big global corporation and you wanted to visit the execution people pushed down in the elevator <laughs> and it was a cost center. Yeah. And these poor guys were firefighters. Yep. And it seems like maybe the time is now coming because there's a lot of money spent in yes. execution. If you can get excellence in execution along with the planning. Right. There's a lot of money at stake. Right. No, there's real dollars involved in it. And now we're able to enable scalability and in that filtering right of those exceptions I was talking about before, but also getting global teams to kind of work in a shared services model. So that's one of the strategies is you've got this kind of rise of the redheaded stepchild, you know, that might be the logistics execution team that's just buried in a cost center, now becoming a shared services global logistics management organization that's looking at transportation and logistics flows that even could become a profit center for the organization. We've seen some experimentation with those models. And that's a big shift. And we've seen companies make big, bold bets in that area in just two to three years time and totally change the behavior. And, you know, it is a little bit of the ivory tower getting finally brought down. It's exciting for me to see that new level of supply chain excellence being all about how folks are orchestrating those execution whether it's with outsourcing partners, it's with manufacturing, logistics partners, it's outside their four walls that right. they're managing this execution and doing that at scale and really managing to those exceptions. And that's what, if you think about agile supply chains, it's really all about empowering at the edge. And this shift that we're seeing that's following this SNOP to SNOE type of discussion is also paralleling a broader shift around running lean supply chains to running more agile supply chains. And that's really important is you have to manage it as a network and orchestrate it and manage exceptions and center lead potentially, but not try to command and control. And I guess you could also argue that as network-based cloud technology evolves and gets more mature, where it's all about stitching together multiple companies that are not within the four walls of a single enterprise. It's absolutely critical. You can't scale the execution, you know, sort of function in this way to drive performance, sustainable performance improvement without a cloud-based synchronized platform to manage. You can do this, you know, with Excel or with a small planning team. You actually can in an ivory tower and look like you're pretty smart around your SNOP process. Most SNOP processes, by the way, run on Excel spreadsheets. Right. There's no way you can get 5,000 people in your network to all synchronize around same visibility, the same single source of truth, to the same trade-off, and make a decision. That takes the cloud. Right. So I guess I'll see you on the 34th floor next time we're at the headquarters of Company X, right? Yes, absolutely, where we promoted and made VPs and centers of excellence, all those logistics and transportation execution functions that have been buried down in B and C levels. That's right, <laughs> down in the parking garage. Right. Thanks a bunch for coming on the show. Thanks, Greg. This is Supply Chain Radio, and we are signing off. Mm-hmm.